we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, here we are on Friday, June 14th. Welcome to Word and Worship. We are going to be digging into chapter 11 of John. Uh, we're going to be talking about the resurrection and the life. Uh, I am, he says, is what, what Jesus is going to say with another I am statement showing his divinity and his power over death. This is an exciting time to dig into that. Uh, I got my partner in crime, Gus, here, and we'll start with a quick prayer as well as um, get into a couple of songs before we dig in. Uh, but Gus, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Rick. Doing real well. How All are you? Right. How's everybody? Yeah, doing awesome. So, hey, do you mind just lifting us up in prayer? Love to. Abba, Father, we thank you for gathering us all here tonight. Lord, those that are here right now and those that are about to come in that will come in through this broadcast and might even watch it later, Lord. Everybody that turn, tunes into this, Lord, that you lead to this, this moment, this space right here that you've created, Lord. We thank you for us, for bringing us here, Lord. We pray that you, uh, you minister your Holy Spirit. We invite your Holy Spirit into myself and Rick and everyone else here on this broadcast, Lord, that, so that we can hear you speak through us and, and uh, that, that you would flow through us and that people would hear your voice through us and not see Rick or myself, Lord. We pray that you bless the transmission 
uh, that there be no mishaps or anything. We guard it, Lord. We call on upon your holy angels to just encamp about this this meeting, this broadcast, Lord, so that we can get maximum wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from you through your word. So we share your word tonight and break your bread and drink your wine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Gus. All right, we're going to be digging in again to chapter 11 before we jump into some beautiful worship music. I uh, just wanted to show you this is uh, actually verse 25 of John chapter 11. You'll see that. We're going to be talking about the death of Lazarus, but one of the key things we're going to be talking about is when Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. That's going to be exciting as we dig in there. Um, so let's let's uh, just worship a little bit to some, some awesome music. We're going to start with, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, Gus, do you mind reading these lyrics? Mm-hmm. I sure will. Uh, the first lyric we're going to look at is, Blessed be the name, blessed be your name. And that reminds us of Psalm 113, verses 2 and 3. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess for it's all over. You might as well give up now. (laughs) Amen. The second line we want to highlight here is, When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Reminds us of 1 Peter 4 verse 13. But rejoice that you're rejoice that you share in the suffering of Christ so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory. Mm-hmm. The third verse is you give and you take away. And of course, we remember that from Job chapter 1, 21a and then 22. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. And finally, the, the last verse we want to highlight is when the darkness closes in. in Psalm 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the valley, of the, valley the valley of the shadow of death, because we're only walking through, we're not stopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let's worship. Amen.
<laughs> I just love these songs. We're going to get into graves and the gardens now. Look at this lyric uh, that we, we have emphasized four of them. This first one is, Lord, there is nothing better than you. You're the only one who can. Exodus 8.10 says that if you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Philippians 3.8 this talks about turning our sadness, our mourning, into dancing. You give beauty for ashes. Psalm 30, 11 goes, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. And Isaiah 61, 3 says, To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And the third verse gets into, You turn bones into armies. So I prophesied, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. That's out of Ezekiel 37, 7 through 10. This uh, song also digs into, you turn seas into highways. What a unique way to talk about the parting of the Red Sea. <laughs> that sea was turned into a literal highway. And uh, that's out of Exodus 14, 21 through 22. It says, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. <laughs> There's nothing better than him. <laughs> He's the only one who can. Let's worship to graves in the gardens.
give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Just love that. <laughs> that just awesome. So now I dropped off there during the song, and I come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was, I, good to see you back. I was doing some quick maneuvers over here. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. We're glad to have you back, Gus, because we're digging into the Word of God right now. Um, there is one thing that says Janet Morrow on Facebook says, "My daughter gave birth to a precious, healthy boy." <laughs> Please pray for continued help, protection, and salvation. Thank you for your prayers. I'm just going to lift that up real quick. Uh, Janet, I uh, just pray for Janet's uh, grandson. Lord, I just pray that he grows up to be a mighty man of God, uh, not only for salvation, but protection, great help. And Lord, just use him in a way that he just falls in love with you and serves you and is used in a mighty way. I just love it. Thank you, Lord. Say this in the name of Jesus. Let Amen. Mom dead, raise him in your name, Lord. Yes. All right. So now we're going to move into uh, the, the Word of God. We, right now, we're, again, we're going to start with John chapter 11. This is the, the death of Lazarus. This is quite long. The whole story is like almost 60 verses. So uh, we'll move through this relatively quickly. It says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose mother Lazarus was ill. So that answers that question. That was a trivia question. It was like it was it was, it was not Martha. It was Mary, who actually sat at his feet and anointed uh, with 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 the hair. So the sister sat. This so the sister sent to him saying, "Lord, he who, Lord, he whom you love is ill." But when Jesus heard it, he said, "This illness does not lead to death." It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Any thoughts on that so far, uh, Gus? Well, I think it was it was Martha that was the busybody, right? That was cleaning the house, and she was upset because her sister was over there spending time with Jesus. And Jesus more or less said, hey, she's doing the good thing right now. See, <laughs> her sister Mary was the good one that, you know, blessed and anointed him, preparing him for, for uh, burial. So... Yeah. She was on her game, you might say, but um, it's interesting that if we just trust the Word of God, and this is the Word of God speaking the Word of God, <laughs> it's like a double, you know, whammy. This Ill illness does not lead to death. It, it is for the glory of God, mm -hmm. so the Son of God may be glorified. And what came to my mind was what uh, uh, 17th letter of the alphabet used to tell us is that sometimes you can't tell people you got to show people and he could say hey don't have to worry about this but he's he's gonna he's about to show them that this is gonna bring glory to god yeah, in a very dramatic uh, way <laughs> in a very dramatic way yeah. so just consider that uh in order for god to physically just if he was going to heal somebody somebody's got to be sick so if you're out there and you're sick right now just consider that it may be that you're sick so that the works of God may be manifest in you. Yeah. So just have have yeah. faith in the word. Yeah, you've been told that about your back. So yes. so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. When this happens, Augustus Hill end of his back, it's gonna be an amazing testimony. And we can't wait for that Amen. to happen and we're gonna to continue to pray for that. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. 
Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you and you are going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, but because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. And so let's take a let's take a little bit of those right there. Anything, Gus? Good chunk of that. Yeah, I was gonna say before we get too far ahead. So you know, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus are apparently brothers and sisters, and and Jesus loves them. Uh, but it's kind of funny when they say so. When he heard that Lazarus was ill, he said he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So first he tells him he loves him. He's ill. I'm going to stay a couple of days longer. So Jesus knew something apparently that no one else did because that's, you know, if your your friend was ill, you'd run to them to aid them or whatever. But he was all along. He knew that he was here to do this miracle that he's about to do. So that's pretty interesting. Then the the uh, the stoning thing, the whole thing here with the, uh, there aren't there but 12 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of alluding to light from the sun or natural light that we see you know and he talks about uh anyone who walks in the day does not stumble because he has the light of this world you know that you know as you can see you're not walking through a dark room or whatever so it's physical light but then i think on the second part here is alluding to spiritual enlightenment in christ being awake in him born again because he says but if anyone walks in the night darkness whatever he stumbles because the light is not in him and jesus is the light of the world Mm -hmm. so if you're walking in the day you're maybe in jesus in the night he's referring to um like spiritual night you know you don't have the light of god in you so you stumble i don't know what say you it's it's a strange strange saying one that makes you go hmm yeah what's he meaning right there (laughs) yeah i think he's clearly talking in my opinion about uh um, just if you're walking with him, you are you are in the light because this just like we talked about here back in John eight twelve said and again Jesus spoke to them saying I am the light of the world whoever follows me mm-hmm. will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life so so, so he's using this circumstance to me just to just to reemphasize that that he is the light of the world and that you need to walk with him as if you're walking in the day uh, but it's kind of an interesting time where he just puts it right in the middle of the of the verses right um, verse 11 gets and says after saying these things he said to them our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I go to awaken him the disciples said to him Lord if he's fallen asleep he will recover now Jesus had spoken of his death but they thought that he meant taking a rest in sleep then Jesus told them plainly Lazarus has died and for the, your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Any thoughts on that, uh, Gus? Another, just a continuation of the, the story above. I don't think a lot of them got what he was saying yet till after. Mm-hmm. He's planting these seeds so they'll have that aha moment when he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's funny uh, they, they you know they think he's 
sleeping well if he's sleeping he'll get better you know he's got fever or sick or whatever and then he's like plainly jesus says, lazarus is dead okay right. <laughs> you know? he's like tells him plainly and for your sake i'm gonna i'm gonna i was not there so i imagine her, their little heads are going spinning like what's he talking about for mm -hmm. our sake he wasn't there and he's dead mm -hmm. so really got to get the rest of the story to to uh understand it all yeah exactly it's, it's interesting also that he says called the twin here where he's literally taking the aramaic word and he's telling us what it says he does it like four times in his gospel so uh john is really again he's writing this so that we will believe and understand exactly what's going on and it's a, he he actually he actually has stories in the bible that many of the other synoptic gospels do not that's what's so awesome about the book of john is we get this other mm -hmm. view and it doesn't necessarily do things in chronological order like all the synoptic gospels do of mark matthew and luke he uh he weaves it together in a storyline um, to make sure you understand that he is the resurrection of the life and that's what this next section is all about so now what do you yeah. what do you think about thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples let us go that we may die with him do you think he was misconstruing what jesus was saying uh, i think like maybe yeah, die yeah because i think they were scared up here right mm -hmm. rabbi the jews were just now seeking to stone you and you are going there again and then he's talking about this death and it's like oh maybe we're just going as martyrs we're all going as martyrs let's <laughs> what do you think yeah, yeah i don't know I, I think clearly he he didn't quite he, he didn't know what he was talking about yet he's trying to be bold and and uh yeah. say something but he was off mark i think yeah so obviously this is Thomas, who is the one that ended up saying, uh, we, have, we have the doubting Thomas word that uh, yeah. later we're gonna see when he's resurrected and he goes, I don't believe you guys saw him resurrected, even though 11, all 11 of the disciples except for him are, are 10 disciples because Matthias hadn't been, uh, so all they had seen him and he's going, I don't believe it until I see it with my own eyes, right? <laughs> but that, that was a, that's a cool thing that we're gonna study because it shows us that those are Jesus says that you are blessed for those who didn't, who, who don't see and believe, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, cool stories. Yeah. So the resurrection it easy for us when we see some of the things that the disciples did that were close to Jesus, mm -hmm. and He forgave them. Because sometimes the devil, the enemy, gets in your head and thinks, "Well, you did this, and Jesus wouldn't forgive you for that." Like Peter denied him three times, and look what happened to him. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like there's no sin that if you don't come to Him, He's not going to forgive you for. As long, so long as you move forward in him you know it's it's comforting to see some of the things that they did and jesus forgave because they're human just like us that's what the bible is all about showing us that we need jesus we can't do it on our own yeah it's a great point obviously the bible tells us that in romans 3 23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and romans 6 23 says the wages of sin is death so we we cannot get to heaven um, on our own we need the resurrection and the life and that's what this next section is all about um, so if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior play pay very close attention to this next part this one now when Jesus came he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days Bethany was near Jerusalem about two miles off and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother so when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, 
Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. My brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again on, in, in the resurrection on the last day. So let's stop there a little bit. <laughs> Anything there, Gus, that jumps out at you? Uh, well, just solidifying the fact that the dude's been gone for four days in this cave. is He's certainly dead. Jesus wanted to make sure that the whole world knew this guy was dead before he did what he's going to do. Uh, I thought Bethany was two miles from Jerusalem. We, did we go through Bethany when we were over in Israel? We had to. Because we were all, we stayed in Jerusalem the last five nights, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure if we actually went to Bethany. And... Bethany, yeah. Seems like being that close, maybe we did. I know Bethlehem uh, wasn't that far away either. I was kind of surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's on the Palestinian side, and it was really interesting that the, that when we were, we were in Bethlehem, um, yeah. it was like completely walled off, and it was incredibly close to... So we couldn't mm -hmm. even go see the birthplace of Jesus, unfortunately. Right. Um, I guess everything, everybody up to this point, they're they're questioning Jesus based on what they've already seen. Like they've seen him heal people. They've seen him heal blinded eyes and, and people with leprosy and all this stuff. They haven't seen him do what he's about to do here with mm -hmm. Lazarus. That's why Martha's saying, well, if you were here, you could have saved him but they're not seeing the fact that he is the resurrection and the life, which is what this is leading into very shortly here. And that's what they're about to see. So mm -hmm. it's like Jesus set them up. He told them back in the beginning, if they just trusted that word, he said in the beginning that he's, this is not to death, that he's going to, it's going to be for the glory of God. Right. Uh, which, which is a lesson to all of us. We just trust that word. Sometimes it's hard because we're looking and seeing what we see. They're seeing it while well, he's healed people. They've never seen him raise anybody from the dead yet, but mm -hmm. they're about to. Yes. And then of course, when the, to, to add to that, she's, he says, your brother will rise again. She's thinking, well, no, it's in the last days. She's not thinking well. Exactly. The God that did all this, wrote all this, and is hang, holding everything together, standing that right with her. So he he's there now. We don't have to wait for him. He's right in front of her. So it's like, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he is the resurrection and the life, so. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful because Jesus replies to when she he says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection the last day. What's really interesting to this is when Martha said to Jesus uh, um, right here, she said, but even now I know whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So that's interesting. She's almost alluding to, I know you can do something about this, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. when he then when he says, your brother will rise again, she says, I, she goes, I know that he will rise again on the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The whole key to this uh, segment. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Martha says, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Woof. Anything there, mm -hmm. Gus? Obviously, that we just commentated around. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much just covered that. Um, I still don't, like you said, I don't think she's getting it yet. Mm-hmm. She she alludes to the fact, almost alludes to the fact there's something he can do, but she hasn't put together that he can raise him from the dead right now. So it's still going to be a shock to to her and everybody else. Yeah, and she's still, you know, she's basically saying, hey, but I, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And then here she says, yes, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world, which is kind of an interesting point because if you look at that, this goes back to Psalm 18, 26. It says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We also see that a little bit in John 12, 13, where, when, when we, that beautiful song, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right, uh, that we will see a little bit later in John 12 when we get to that point. Um, but uh, a lot of faith in her, but she still mm-hmm. doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. With that, I'm going to move into a couple of songs, and right, and I thought we'd just sing that that song right there, which is Hosanna. Um, I don't think we sung that yet. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we haven't. Here we go. This is Hosanna, and it talks about remember the the word Hosanna is uh, in the Old Testament was more of a, Lord, please come and save us, and when it was in Hebrew. Then when it Greek and the New Testament started using it, it's now become, because of the Palm Sunday and everything, it was a Hosanna, thank you for saving us. Instead of a begging, it became a praise, right? So Hosanna, Hosanna, eyes, hearts, and hopes are turning to you. We long for you. Right out of Matthew 21, 9. And the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Just as Martha was telling Jesus there. The second thing that this song talks about is we find strength to face today. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. That according to his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the spirit of your inner being. That's Ephesians 3.16. And we get into the third part of this uh, song that talks about you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. And it's 1 Peter 1.3 talks about he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we just read about, he is, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Let's celebrate that as we sing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Praise is rising, eyes are turning to you. We turn to
Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day. Would you do these uh, lyrics? I sure will. The name of the song is Rattle. And the first verse is, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. Mm. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. And behold, a rattling and the bones came together. Bone to its bone. That's Ezekiel 37, 7b. And the second verse is, praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live again. That reminds us of John 11:44. The man who had died came out. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. That's where we are tonight, folks. <laughs> coming up, coming right up. And the third verse we wanna highlight is resurrection power. There's another miracle here in this room. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. That's Luke 24 and 36. And the fourth and final verse we wanna highlight in this song is Pentecostal fire stirring something new. You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, suddenly there came a, from heaven, a sound like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues as fire rested on each of them, that's Acts 2, verses 1 through 3. Worship to rattle. Saturday was silent, surely it was through. But since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of troubles rattling. This is the praise, make the dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. 
his wounds you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24 said prophesy over these bones and they said to them oh dry bones hear the word of the Lord and that's what we're digging into here is the word of the Lord we're gonna uh, guess anything uh, more on that uh, hit you during well, either just, of those songs uh, <laughs> that was what was going through my mind was you know um, certainly tonight we're covering Lazarus and his dry bones are about to rattle again yeah. he's coming out of the grave jesus is doing this before he goes on because he's showing them his power and glory of he and the father the spirit and the word one and what they say goes and and uh you know one of the scriptures that we highlighted in that song was from ezekiel mm -hmm. the dry bones the valley where the, the army came to life which was a predecessor to these things. It's like how God's work, he, he does a thing, then he shows it to you, or he says a thing and it comes true. But I'm thinking of all the dry bones out there that aren't born again yet. They're born of the first birth. And there's a scripture in Proverbs talks about, um, was it bitterness dries up the bones or I was gonna look for it. I, I, it's kind of 
in my in my spirit but i can't think of where it's at but um just think of the army of people out there that don't know jesus yet but with us sharing this word they hear the word and and god just we think we go to god when we go to him but really he's drawing us to his word and then once we go into his word and continue in his word then our dry bones come back to life we we have life and life more abundantly uh, like he said in the last chapter we read there, uh, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But uh, he comes to give us life and more, life more abundantly. And, and finally, it's in the marrow of your bones. It's where the blood is, and life is in the blood. So when you your dry bones come back to life, you you got more life, more energy, more things to just, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. I had a whole bunch going through my head with that song. It's, I'm thinking, God, Rick really did a good job with these songs. Well, we know who did the whole. <laughs> That's right, the Holy Spirit. Did he... <laughs> That's it's right. Good. What was wild is I make sure that I don't have repetitive songs in each of our four nights a week that we do this right, and um, the the four songs I really wanted to play were all within that time frame so it's like just really wild that they of the 30 plus songs we have right that four the four that really hit on the resurrection of christ all were were ready to roll tonight <laughs> so that's kind of cool wow it's like he had them prepared yeah he's gonna make sure you don't miss these make sure you don't miss these so when and again 11 we're in john eleven twenty eight. it says jesus weeps here it says when she had said this she went and called her sister mary saying in private the teacher is here and is calling for you and when he sent and when she heard it she rose quickly and went to him now jesus had not yet come into the village but he was still in a place where martha had met him when the jews who were there who were with her in the house consoling her saw mary rise quickly and go out they followed her supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then obviously it gets goes into when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They went to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. George's so the, verse in the Bible right there, Jesus wept. Yeah, so so the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not have he, he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? So anything in there, Gus? So yeah, another division amongst the people, you know, uh, some are seeing, oh, isn't he really loved him out of this, and the other ones are criticizing, saying, "Well, he could not the one that healed the eyes of blind couldn't," and which is the same thing uh, Mary is saying. Same thing Martha said. If you were only here, we could have saved him. Oh well, you know. So, like I said, they haven't seen anything the likes of what he's about to do, mm -hmm. which is exactly why he did. He wanted that element of surprise, I think, and to bring bring glory. To the father mm -hmm. and incidentally this is the this is the incident right here that actually put him on the cross and he knew that once he rose him from the dead 
he knew that was going to trigger them. Yeah, this was near him. the end, right before where they're going to arrest him and they're going to come mm -hmm. after him, right? They realize, oh my goodness, he's doing all these miracles but, and we're trying to trap him on his words and criticize him for healing on the Sabbath and all this, but to actually raise Lazarus from the dead. So they actually want to kill, you're going to see later, right? We'll probably next week when we hit this, but they, they wanted to kill Lazarus too, right? So they, uh, this, yeah. this, this, this event. He him from the dead, we're going to kill him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want anybody to see him because it's going to be a big testimony to Jesus and the truth of who he is. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's really. Just imagine Rick, if these things, and they will, they're going to mark my words. We're going to see and it's it's happened in places in the world you hear the stories of it i don't know there may be someone on this call right now that have have witnessed someone raising being raised from the dead mm -hmm. but i believe in my heart we're going to see it we're going to raise the dead we're going to heal the sick we're going to open the blinded eyes all these things we're starting to see it now yes. i think we're going to see all these things i i, I agree with you 100 percent. this 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 really moved me here when mary came where jesus was and saw him after her brother died, right? Lazarus is mm -hmm. dead and she fell at his feet. That's what we need to be doing when we're in despair. Just fall at Jesus' feet. Mm -hmm. so, so Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she's complaining. It's okay in your grief to complain to God. And somebody on uh, Rumble had said, God has lost faith in me. And I'm saying that, no, um, is it Subbo A-P-T? He has not. Now you can complain to him like that. That's fine for you to cry out like that. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Look what he does here. He does amazing things. Don't. He's never lost faith in you. He he meets you right where you are. And everybody that mm -hmm. sinned, that has sinned, that they think they're not good enough for God. No. He meets you where you are. And he's going to meet all these people where they are in their grief. He actually let the grief go for two days to really be able to show and show who he is. Right, the very thing that he's going to be crucified for. And I say that uh, if you feel grief, if you're angry with God, whatever, you might as well express it to him. He, that's yes. what he, he'd rather have you do that than put up a you know stained glass window, look, appear to be something else. Like you can't trick him, folks. It's like when we stand before him, we're not even going to say words because he can kind of look into our minds and know what we're thinking. He can do that right now. How many times did he read the minds of the people standing in the crowd? And yeah. They, that would have been enough for me. Okay, this dude reading my mind. Uh, you know. But uh, yeah, I think he'd rather have us, because a lot of these things, it's my opinion that a lot of these, uh, you know, he says our own sins will reprove us. Um, and a lot of these things drive us to a point to where he can work with our heart, mm -hmm. make it pliable. And, and circumcise our heart, you know, because that's what he said all through the Old Testament was that it's a matter of the heart. He said he's going to write his word on the table of our heart. So, yeah, I, I'm like you, Rick, uh, whoever that was out there that thought God lost faith, lost faith in them. Uh, he's, he's, he's the one, he's the author and finisher of your faith. So just say, Lord, I need more faith. Yeah, ask for it. Yeah. Ask for it. It's a gift of the Spirit. I love it. So this is the climax right here. Why don't you read this part, Gus? Okay, starting at 38 there. Yeah. <clears throat> then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the womb. It was a cave, 
and a stone laid against it. It's kind of like Jesus is, that's how they did it in those days, I guess. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time, there will be an odor for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? He's reminding her there again. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on the account of people, the people standing around, that they may believe that you have sent me. When he said, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came out, his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a loin cloth, with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. There's a mouthful there, Rick. Woo! So you, I got, I got a few insights in there, but you go ahead. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just it's so beautiful to know that um, again, Martha, who was the one, the busybody that we we're talking about, and the one who uh, has so much faith in him, uh, but just doesn't understand, right? This is kind of proved what you said earlier, that the sister mm -hmm. of the dead man said to him, "Lord, by this time there will be an order, and he's been dead four days." Right, so she still didn't understand, even though she said, I know you ask anything and you'll do it. She said that earlier, right? Amen, she did, that's right. But that's it's right. like, it's like that's why, that's why it says that the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, but lean not on your own understanding. Why? Because we will limit him. We limit the almighty God, the Alpha and Omega, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's so big that he, we can't even imagine what he can do for us. So don't mm -hmm. limit him, right? Just, just submit all your ways to him and he will make your path straight. What a beautiful time. Go ahead, Gus. Mm -hmm. Amen. I agree wholeheartedly there. Uh, and he's just reiterating, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? It's like, hello, I'm reminding you once again. Mm -hmm. And that's for all of us, because how many times we say a scripture over and over again, say it would resolve, because if God said it, he meant it. If they went all the way back to that first verse in there where he said, this, this is not to the death, it's for the glory of God. If they just hung on to that, they'd just sit back, relax, and watch him go to work, you know? <laughs> But an interesting insight here where he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So apparently Jesus had been talking to the Father about this already without anybody else knowing but him and the Father. I'm thinking in his thoughts, he's communicating with the Father. Mm -hmm. I know that you always hear me, but I said this. I'm thinking he's saying, I said this out loud. Mm -hmm. on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. And this goes along with another word. I was, I was researching one time where he says, don't be like the heathen standing in the street corners and uh, pray out loud, be seen with men and everything. <laughs> Have oil uh, and, on the usher. <laughs> and I, I think sometimes uh, we can covertly pray to the father in our mind. He's going to hear us because Jesus hears us. But there's times when you need to say it out loud so other people can witness it, uh, so the enemy hears it, 
but in communicating with the father you can pray with him all day i pray with him all the time in my thoughts all day long but there's times when i want to speak it too because we're saved by the blood of the lamb it's his sacrifice and the word of our testimony that's where you speak your testimony to other people there's something that happens when you share jesus with other people in your soul it's like the finishing of your faith it's 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 the decreeing of your faith you know we're not saved by works but once we're saved it's our works it's our belief drives action so whatever you believe in your heart it's going to come out of your mouth it's going to come out of your actions you're going to you're going to act it you're going to do it you know so uh yeah i love that I love that. I think that's all I got there. Yeah, and so just but, oh, one final point. I don't mean to step on you. No, you go know ahead. why he said you know why he said Lazarus come out? Mm-hmm. Because if he just said come out, everybody would have come out. Yeah, grace. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he had to be, he had to specific. be very specific. Lazarus <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Because he was probably you know, there's probably other graves around, I would guess, right? Who knows? I Amen. would imagine so. And this moves on. Um, what a, what a climax, though, to re- really prove that he is the resurrection of the life. Just what he said to Martha beforehand: "I mm-hmm. am the resurrection of the, the life." Um, and then what, looks what happens. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come to Mary, had seen what he did, believed in him. So, mm-hmm. just what he said up here, where he said that on account of me, people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. He says it. Lazarus, they start unraveling. You can imagine the excitement that was going on, and then, and mm-hmm. then, so many believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, "What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him." And the Romans will come. (laughs) It's like, that's bad. Oh my goodness. Everybody's going to believe in the Messiah. (laughs) We've got to stop this. You know, it's like, this does remind you of the leftists and the uh, progressives of the day, right? It's like, oh my goodness. They're going to keep babies from being killed in the womb. We've got to stop them. (laughs) It's like, it's like. Yeah, if we, we know we're not wrestling flesh and blood, you know, it's these spirits, these entities that are affecting these people's thoughts and minds. You know, that's why he said, Father, forgive them for knowing what they do. Right. Because he knew he was not wrestling with flesh and blood. It was the demonic, the, the fallen, the hosts that were in, in these people um, that were causing them to do and say what they're doing. Yeah, which is crazy. It just it reminds me of the sound of freedom too. this beautiful movie of a story of rescued children and you have the leftist media the globalist media protectors of the pedophiles saying oh my goodness people are loving this movie and it beat indiana jones we've got to take it down and make it look bad because god forbid that children get rescued from from pedophiles it's like boy people just show themselves as good versus evil so easily and here's here's the jews doing it and then AMC theaters, I don't know if you heard that, they were sh- having the air conditioning shut off. Yeah. Lights, As lights an excuse, staying excuse on. excuse to, to refund the tickets, from. yeah. <laughs> so the only only theater that happened to have no air conditioning happened to be the theater with the Sound of Freedom in it. So they had to return all the tickets, mm-hmm. of course. Right, sure, sure. 
So if we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, this is Caiaphas, right? Who was the high priest that year said to them, you know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for the nations only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Jesus therefore no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went away there to reign near the wilderness um, to, to the region near the wilderness, sorry, to a town called Ephraim. Ephraim. And there he stayed with the disciples. And this ends with, now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up to the country. You can see how this was right around, uh, right when you're going to get into the, 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 the Last Supper. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? That he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. That finalizes this uh, chapter 11. Any thoughts on this last part? Uh, on the plot to kill Jesus. Uh, yeah, I had one and it escaped me. But I, I guess I was thinking, uh, you know, the same reason why Jesus lured everybody into this uh, and told them what he was going to do before he did it. He basically prophesied right in the beginning of this chapter mm -hmm. it's going to be the glory of God. And then it came true. Um, but he did this to show the people the glory of God and the power of God that he rose Lazarus from the dead. And he knew it was gonna drive them to wanna kill him and right at the Passover, because he is the Passover lamb, mm -hmm. which was prophesied back in in the Old Testament. Jesus knew uh, the so timing, was, Jesus knew the timing, right? <laughs> knew all the timing. Yeah. Um, and so he did this to lure them into killing him so that he can show them the ultimate that he raised from the dead and he is the Messiah and he walks again. He's like, he's following the plan. You know, he said, the meat I do is the, the work that I do is of my father. Mm -hmm. I've come in father's name. It's his father's words. He happens to be the word of his father, you know, the son of his father. So it's just, uh, it's good. It's fascinating. Yeah, and I just want to make sure everyone out there, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, this is the time to do that, guys. Because what mm -hmm. you have here is, uh, this is the resurrection and the life. This is the very God in flesh that we read about in John 1, where the Word became flesh. John 1 says the Word was with God, the Word was God. And John 14 says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He is full of grace and truth. His, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. He will give you rest. So now's the time, guys. Mm -hmm. Do you turn this good and evil? And the line's been drawn. It says, just accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the resurrection. So his blood, uh, he, he shed for you on that cross, covers your sins.
So any sin in the past or present and even future covers. So just to say a quick prayer with me right now. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for being the resurrection and the life and sending Jesus down to die for my sins. I repent of my sins. Thank you that as I accept Jesus as my Savior, my sins will be covered, my past, present, and future sins. Thank you, Lord. I accept him. I Allow me to just understand more. Use me for your kingdom, Lord. Use me as I bask in the beauty of the blood of Christ covering me and the, the perfect life of Christ being seen when you look at me now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Show me which way to walk. Make my path straight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Um, amen. Amen. Guess it's exciting amen. times. It is. It is. And, and uh, I guess I just want to say the church kind of taught me growing up. I think it shows a lot of people that that life's about a straight line that you walk. And if you're a good person, you're going to go to hell and if you're, or, or, or go to heaven. If you're a bad person, you're going to go to hell. It's it's more than that. It's when you meet Jesus and accept him in your heart, you lean out to your understanding, you begin to follow him, walk with him. Like John 10, 10 says, he comes that we may have life and life more abundantly. Life becomes so much better in Jesus Christ, just following him. He's the God that created us and everything. He knows everything. So it's, uh, opposition will cause you to doubt. It'll cause you to, uh, it's just not believe, but like Rick, you, you highlighted earlier with uh, doubting Thomas, when Jesus said, blessed is doubting Thomas for he has seen, but blessed are all those all the more that have not seen Jesus, but they believe by faith. So, yeah. So as you right you know, now, guys, is it, thank you so much just to understand what he did with you at the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yeah. what we're going to sing now. And this is mm -hmm. a, this song has three verses that we emphasize. It says, at the cross I surrender my life where your love ran red and my sin washed white. I all to you, Jesus. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Remember he was full of mercy and grace. Grace and truth. The second verse we emphasize says a place where mercy reigns never dies streams of grace flow deep and wide and the love i found and all the love i've ever found and this points to hebrews 4 6 says let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need and the third verse we look at here, the lyric here says, Where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness. Colossians 2.15 says, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. How beautiful. Next we're going to get into where you as backstagers can, can uh, open your mics and ask some questions and discussion here, share anything. You can be backstage too. Just go to blessedteach.com, hit the backstage tab. Love to have you back here. 
Let's worship to at the cross. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and with Christ, no longer who I, I live, but Christ lives in me. There's a place where sin and shame are powerless. Where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness.
All right. Um, now we want to just open it up to those backstage that have any questions or have uh, just anything shared. Maybe something hit you in this uh, as far as uh, of any of these verses. Just uh, raise your hand or let us know if you want to uh, make any comments. I see John Higby on Facebook says, Ephraim is a name to remember. They, the one of the lost tribes in those days. Yes, uh, very, very good, John. I see Nancy Myers um, says, I, our loved one is back from home. His surgeries will continue to physical therapy at home. Praise the Lord Jesus, confirmed through Ezekiel 37.4. His bones are come together. Healing is continuing. I love that. All right, so uh, Shuri's got her hand up as well as uh, several other people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and... Uh, I'm sure he did it in Facebook. So I'm going to start with Shuri, and then we'll go to Chris, and then to Linda. Uh, but go ahead, Shuri. Okay, I think uh, this verse or this chapter is more about our life. Is uh, when we go and do sin, either you we believe, either we don't believe it. So sometimes, Lord is coming fast and help us mm -hmm. for whatever reason is. But sometimes he let us to be in that situation till he come and uh, show the power of him and show us to be obedient to him. But when we go to sin, we smell, not the smell of Jesus Christ, we smell of the sin or earthly stuff. So the other way he's testing our faith he said, I'm going to do something in your life till you be a testimony for me. <laughs> so when we get out and we find out, oh my goodness, where I was in that grave. So I'm free now and I can be close to Lord. I can hear the Lord, all that goody stuff. So I'm out of the grave. Then we smell of Jesus Christ <laughs> and we can't be a testimony for somebody else. When you put the worship and I cry, I always remember I was Muslim. I was in a grave. <laughs> now he came, he says, Suri, you smell so bad. Get out of there. <laughs> Let me walk blood. <laughs> and then now you smell like me. Now you can be in my birth certificate, put your name and say, uh oh, he, she is my son, and put the stamp of Holy Spirit for us. So it wasn't only for Lazarus or um, Mary or Martha, it's all this Bible is our life. Amen. But you mm -hmm. can put it through the name. But sometimes when I read every part, I always put my name and put the date. That was me. That was me. I was in a grave and he came and took me out and said, now let me wash you with my blood and you'll be my child. That's my thinking. Amen. I like that thinking. All right. That's just beautiful. Uh, Gus, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think that's a beautiful analogy and I agree that, There's a bag uh, of Go ahead. I agree that all the, uh, you know, when you read through the Bible, I always do the same thing. I put my name in that place because mm -hmm. it's really you got to turn these stories in on yourself and see, check yourselves if you've ever been there. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, because uh, the Bible's not a story about good men, it's a story about a good God. I mean, actually bad men, but a good God. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Yes. So that's I great. See. Love that, Suri, that was awesome. Thank you. I love it when Sherry shares um, just that, her story. She gave her testimony about, I don't know, three weeks ago or so. It's beautiful to go mm -hmm. from uh, um, a Muslim out of, out of the country, couldn't speak much English, and coming all the way in and just being loved on by other people and uh, just coming to know who the Lord is. That's just so, you can see when she cries in, in the songs, and she's like me, I just love these songs. And they often bring Don't me to tears. Of <laughs> you guys think, she's crazy <laughs> no i really go back and when i imagine what he did he did every minute for me mm -hmm. and he stayed in that cross and waiting for me till i come mm -hmm. till the, the minute he said that's enough Suri. get back to my cross mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if i if i cry that doesn't mean i'm but Sad. i love what jesus my life. Exactly. I hope you can. Tears me. of joy. Tears of joy. I do that all the time. Um, Chris, go ahead. Hello. So um, while you were talking about the part um, that um, Lazarus was in the grave for the four days, um, I think it was Robin Bullock, but I, it was one of the um, pastors or prophets that I watched. But he was doing this story and he said that in the Jewish culture, it was thought that the spirit kind of hung around for three days and they had to wait till the fourth day because it was impossible through man for the spirit to return to the body after four days. Yeah, at least, so, at least, at least that, that, uh, that myth or whatever that belief was everybody right. everybody gave up after four days right <laughs> so. right so jesus coming on the fourth day they all thought that it was completely yeah. impossible so that was to them a bigger miracle even than the actual miracle itself was because they had wait he had waited the four days right good point chris good point awesome. i know um juan also said something about how he thinks that the it could be four days of darkness, if you will, when America, the near-death experience of America, where we'll be like freaking out for four days, thinking we're in nuclear war, thinking that by the, the deep state's taking us over completely, and then God's going to come in and go, <laughs> resurrection power, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just awesome stuff. Linda, go ahead. Um, tonight when we're playing... Um dry bone the dead bones if yeah. i don't know that god's not talking about the the, the buried bones he's talking about the church that's could be part if of I don't what... know him, that's what he's talking about mm -hmm. like, that's what he's talking about mm -hmm. why don't me yeah i think part part of what we're rattling right now is these churches that are asleep right that are doing the 501c3 and their johnson amendment and they're not doing what they're they're not uh, being politically involved jesus was politically involved he was right in there. Who was the who was the, politi the politicians of the Jews? They were the Sanhedrin. They were the Pharisees and Sadducees. That he was talking to during this time and talked to. So, um, yeah, that's a good point. Anything on that, Gus? <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a good point uh, that she made there for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. 
this is why it's good for all of us to come together and share these things because different people see different insights and it enriches all of us to kind of talk about the word and, and digest it together mm-hmm. sit at the table this is the table he prayer he prepared for us and in, in the presence of our enemies mm-hmm. we got a little bread of life we're breaking here and mm-hmm. discussing we're drinking in his spirit the cup and it's, it's awesome i love it all right i know we burnt through more of our time here but uh uh, go, go, go ahead, Annette. We'll take one more before we go uh, find, okay. finalize with one song. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I was thinking about what you said, Gus, about. I never thought about it until now. But why Jesus cried? Of course he cried. He knew inside of him that this was his purpose to be resurrected, to, I mean, to be closed in, uh, in, um, in a stone laid mm-hmm. in a in a oh, cave and uh, he was the one who was going to be resurrected too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's right so that was the he that was why he was crying mm-hmm. and that was a revelation for me guys i i haven't thought about that mm-hmm. yeah i Before. think uh i think why he was crying yeah i think it's multiple things though i think another thing is that we know he's a hundred percent god and a hundred percent human and yeah. um the fact is is that he really did love lazarus and he saw the grief around him of the jewish people as well as his sisters so i think part of it was his human grief right so what i love about this is we talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy what i love about that is just just the fact that jesus lived here and went through all this he has true empathy he's felt this human despair and even the temptings and all this stuff the things that we have have felt anyway but i think it's a good point yeah, too. I, I think he did i, I agree that uh he's certainly thinking about where he's headed and what he came for and everything mm-hmm. i mean he he bled drops of blood when he was praying in the garden of gethsemane the night yeah. before but like you rick i'm saying thinking he felt their pain because it was genuine tears and he he feels our pain when we cry he he i think he, he cries he feels that mm-hmm. because it's right after that that he said okay where'd you lay him i can't take this anymore he started yeah, right. let's move on i gotta get over this <laughs> let's know? go gotta show him the big part so they're not crying no more <laughs> that's awesome hey with that we just wanted to thank you for all being here and we're gonna just finalize with the the, we with with a song that i know a lot of people like just how awesome jesus is not only is he awesome in saving us from our sins but he's also um just a massive way maker in our lives on our ongoing basis you can do things that nobody else can do gus do you want to go over these sure Sure, we got first uh, first is you are the way maker, miracle worker. Ooh, we know that's right. But Jesus, oops, I think I got switched off. Yeah, everybody turn off your microphones, please. Thought I had you pinned there, but uh, go ahead. But Jesus looked at the looked at him and said, "With man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible." Like we talked about tonight, just trust in his word. Everything's possible. Mm-hmm. That's Matthew 19, 26. And then the second verse we highlight here is you are here moving in the in our midst. 
We think that in your midst individually and in our midst here in this call tonight, amongst all of us, he, you know, the spirit has no, it, it, it can travel anywhere. You know, you can pray a prayer from here through this device and go to you and the healing can take place. It's, it doesn't have to be in one place because he's omnipotent. He's everywhere. Right? Omniscient, omnipotent. Uh, you are here moving in our midst. Do you not know? that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. That's 1 Corinthians 3, 16. And by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. That's Tim, 2 Timothy 1, verse 14. And then the third verse is, you are here working in this place. And John 5, 17 says, but Jesus answered them, my father is working until now and I am working until now. 17. And then we've got number four is the promise keeper, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. And that's Romans 4, verse 21. Worship with this song. Beautiful. He is our way maker. Our 
know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells inside you. Oof. Awesome is that. All right, we've wrapped up another uh, word and worship and we invite you to do this every Friday as Gus and I will be here uh, to walk you through the Gospel of John and then other books in the future. I'll also will be teaching on the end times and revelation on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST. Invite you to right now, make sure you share this. Make sure that you uh, like it. Um, let people just know what's going on uh, with this. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't subscribed as well. Uh, we really appreciate you all. And again, you can um, get all the show notes that we give for all our shows. As, uh, and all these notes will be in the Tuesday notes that come out. After, and so Tuesday through Friday, you get show notes um, by going to blessedteach.com. Blessedsnumber2teach.com. That's also where you can get to the neighborhood to, to um, get to written prayer requests and connect with other Christian patriots. It's also where you can get to Backstage, which used to be $17.76 a month, and now we have a pay-forward model so you can come on for free. So look at all the value. Go to blessedtoteach.com, blessedtoteach.com, and hit the Backstage tab. Uh, Gus, any final thoughts? Uh, John 15, 12, and 13 come to mind, and that says, uh, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. 13 says, no greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We come to Jesus and we just receive him. Receive the free gift. Don't fall for the enemy's lies that you gotta be perfect before you come to him. Amen. Let him resurrect your life now. Um, just just come to him and know mm -hmm. that once you come to him, he, he's your friend because mm -hmm. he died for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate everybody joining us. If all the backstagers would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Hi, everybody. Say shalom instead. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Shalom. Shalom. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Gus. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. All right. We'll see you next time. See you Sunday, 10 a.m. if you can make it. Otherwise, Monday, praise and prayer. Love y'all. Good night, gentlemen. Bye.